Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate Priceless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing the 390th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel, featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some legends, some hearsay, but also interesting that we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight is the most famous jockey riding in American racetracks today, Eddie R. Carroll. But before we bring you the famous jockey Eddie R. Carroll in person, here is Real One, profile of a ball player. Let's go back through the years tonight, back and remember one of the strangest stories of baseball. To start our story, we have to go back many years, back to a bright, sunny July morning at the Polo Grounds in New York City. The New York Giants are practicing. Watching them from the sidelines is their manager, John McGraw. That is, John McGraw is watching his team until he sees a stranger slowly approaching. McGraw looks at the stranger. He's wearing a shabby suit. There's a battered hat pulled down over his eyes. The stranger walks up to John McGraw and says... Mr. McGraw, well, I heard them say that sometimes you give a ball player a chance when nobody else will. I'm Jack Scott. It was Jack Scott. Jack Scott, once one of the greatest pitchers in baseball. But now, now just a washed-up has-been. His arm was dead. Nobody wanted him. He was through. McGraw looked at the shabby man and said, Hello, Scott. I was wondering if you'd let me work out with your team. Maybe if you'd be a little patient, my arm would come back. John McGraw dug down into his pocket. He peeled off a $50 bill, and he slipped it into Jack Scott's hand, telling him to keep the $50 and to pay the 50 bucks back when he could. But even more important than giving him $50, John McGraw gave Jack Scott a job. A job as batting practice pitcher, for that's all his arm was still good for. We skip over three months now. Now it's October of the same year. 55,000 people are crowded into the polo grounds to watch a World Series game. A World Series game between John McGraw's New York Giants and the mighty New York Yankees. When suddenly, suddenly the word spreads that John McGraw has chosen for his starting pitcher, Jack Scott. The stands buzz with excitement. Surely John McGraw knows better than to start that baseball tramp in a World Series game against the mighty New York Yankees. Why, three months ago, Jack Scott was down and out. He was broke. McGraw slipped him 50 bucks. He was out of baseball. His arm was dead. But start that World Series game, he did. And nobody who saw it that day will ever forget that game when Jack Scott, the has-been pitcher who nobody wanted... 
pitched his heart out in the World Series. He came down to the ninth inning with his team leading three to nothing. But in that ninth inning, the mighty slugger Babe Ruth was the first one up at bat. Jack Scott made him ground out. Now, one down, two to go. Next up was Wally Pipp, the great second baseman of the New York Yankees. Jack Scott struck him out. Now, there was only one man left. Bob Musil, the Yankees' hard-hitting outfielder. Scott was ready. He wound up the pitch. Musil swung. He connected. But it was an easy grounder going out to shortstop. There was the throw over to first. And it was all over. Jack Scott, the pitcher that nobody had wanted three months before, had beaten the New York Yankees in the World Series. That night, he knocked on John McGraw's office door. Come in, Jack. That was a great game you pitched today. Uh, thanks, Mr. McGraw. But here, here's something I want to get back to you. The 50 bucks you gave me when I was down and out. Here it is, Mr. McGraw. You may not know it, but that $50 won a World Series game for you today. Far into the night, John McGraw sat looking at that $50. He didn't want to take it. He felt he'd already gotten his money's worth. That's why, finally, he decided to send that $50 to somebody else who needed it. And he did. He sent it to a kindly priest. And with this $50, that priest started a school. Today, it's one of the most famous schools in the world. For the priest that John McGraw sent that $50 to was the famous Father Flanagan. And it was this $50 that he received from John McGraw that enabled Father Flanagan to begin the world-famous Boys Town in Boys Town, Nebraska. Profile of $50. Real too. That was exciting tennis last year at Forest Hills when Bobby Riggs took the professional title away from Donald Budge. This same Mr. Riggs, who's mastered every stroke in tennis, has also mastered his shaving problem. Yeah, he teamed up with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Because here's what Bobby Riggs recently wrote me. Dear Bill, I thought nothing but a real heavy shave cream could take the fight out of my wire whiskers. But that light, fluffy shave cream of yours, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, made my whiskers soft as kitten's fur. Colgate Brushless gives me smoothness, speed, comfort, real shaving performance, and no goo or grease to gum up my razor. Call on me ten years from now, Bill, and I'll be glad to tell you, yes, sir, I'm still shaving with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. Regards, Bobby Riggs. Well, thank you, Bobby. I'll make a note on my calendar ten years from today. But take it from me, men. Once a fellow does discover the benefits of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, he's a friend for life. For Colgate Brushless is not heavy or greasy. It's light and it's right. And I mean right for all you men with tough whiskers planted in a tender skin. Being light and fluffy, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream spreads easier. Makes the toughest whiskers shave off easy as fuzz. And at the finish... Colgate Brushless rinses off in a flash, leaves no goo on your skin, no grease on your razor. So look, now, if you're not completely satisfied, I want you to prove this to yourself. Get Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight, and if you don't enjoy the best shave, the speediest, send the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions tonight. It's light, and it's right. Real three. Portrait of another ball player. A moment ago, we told you a baseball story. The story of a great ball player named Jack Scott. Now, now let me tell you the story about another baseball player. And curiously enough, it's another story about the New York Giants. This is the story of a youngster named Harry. Harry was born in New York City. From the time he was old enough to throw a baseball, Harry wanted to be a big league ball player. And when Harry grew up, 
He was a fine baseball player, so good that he was given a chance to try out with the famous New York Giants. This was Harry's big chance. If he made good, he would be in the big leagues. But after his tryout with the New York Giants, John McGraw, then the manager of the team, called Harry and said, I'm sorry, Harry, but you're just not good enough to play on the New York Giants. But Harry wasn't discouraged. All right, if the New York Giants didn't want him, maybe the New York Yankees would. And so he got a tryout with the New York Yankees. He tried his best. But after that tryout was over, the Yankee manager said, I'm sorry, Harry, but you're not ready. Still, Harry wasn't discouraged. Okay. If neither of the New York teams wanted him, he'd give the Brooklyn Dodgers a try, and he did. But the answer was the same. Sorry, sonny. Brooklyn has no place for you. Few ball players ever get three tryouts with three different major league teams, but Harry had, and all three had turned him down. But still, he didn't give up. Nearby Philadelphia offered him a tryout. The answer, though, was the same. Sorry, Harry. After that, he tried Boston. But they told him the same thing, too. Sorry, can't use you. By now, Harry was moving from one city to another. Wherever there were major league teams, Harry'd try out. But the answer was always no, for Washington told him. Come back next year. And Chicago said. I'll never make it. And in St. Louis, they told him. Sorry, kid. Then came Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Cincinnati. But the answer was always the same. Harry had done something that no other ball player had ever done. He tried out for all 16 Major League Baseball teams. And all 16 of them had turned him down. And yet, Harry is not a failure. For even though he's never realized his lifetime ambition of playing Major League Baseball, he has written some beautiful music. For you see, Harry's full name is Harry Ruby. And it was he who wrote the song success, Three Little Words. Three Little Words. Nor was that the only famous song that Harry Ruby wrote. For this man who wanted more than anything else to be a big league ball player also wrote the unforgettable song hit, Oh, What a Pal Was Mary. Oh, what a pal was Mary. Oh, what a gal was she. That's the strange story of a great songwriter. A songwriter who did what no other man has ever done by actually trying out with all 16 Major League Baseball teams. But that's not the end of the story. For one day, Harry Ruby, through his great love for baseball, tried to write a baseball song, but he couldn't do it. A friend of his, another songwriter named Jack Norworth, kidded Harry about it. For his friend Jack Norworth told him, Look, Harry, look, you know why you can't write a good baseball song? Because you know too much about the game. You tried out with all the teams, and Harry, you get too technical. Why, I'll bet, Harry, I'll bet that I can write a better baseball song than you can, and I don't know anything about the game. Strangely enough, Harry Ruby's friend was right. For this man, who had never seen a baseball game, was the man who wrote... Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. That's the story of Harry Ruby, who tried out for every major ball team in America. And yet, even though he could write music, he couldn't write a baseball song. It's also the story of Jack Norwood, who'd never seen a ball game in his life. And yet, despite this fact, it was he who wrote baseball's greatest oh, song. One, two, three strikes around at the old ball game. Portrait of America's worst baseball fan who wrote America's best baseball song. Real four, in just a moment, America's most famous jockey, Eddie R. Carroll. Before we bring you Eddie Arcaro in person, here is Arthur Gary. Growing, growing, growing is our team of champion shavers who prefer Colgate Rapid Shave Cream above all others. Yes, 
Yes, Ace Parker, famous champion of football and baseball, is the latest sports star on the Colgate Rapid Shave Cream team. He says, I quote, Your Colgate Rapid Shave Cream makes that small bubble lather that tackles my tough whiskers, softens them down to the skin line, gives my razor a smooth, speedy course without interference. I know there are many brands of lather shave cream on the market, but there's only one for me. It's Colgate Rapid Shave Cream, signed Ace Parker. And so say millions of other men. Likewise, two out of three barbers who use Colgate lather. So follow the champs, follow the expert. If it's lather you'd rather, then use Colgate Rapid Shave Cream, the lather shave cream of champions. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real five, Colgate's camera close-up of Eddie R. Carroll. Here is the most successful jockey riding in American racetracks today. Three times winner of the Kentucky Derby, America's most famous jockey, Eddie R. Carroll. Who would advise anybody listening in not to become a jockey? Why do you say that, Eddie? Because it's a tough grind. Once at Washington Park, I took a spill that cost me a couple of fractured ribs and a punctured lung. Ow. What was your most embarrassing moment, Eddie? The time I was riding a horse named Middlewatch to an easy victory when suddenly the horse jumped the infield fence, sending me over his head. <laughs> Eddie, how much money have your mounts made out of racing? I can't answer that exactly, Bill, but last year alone, my mounts earned over a million dollars. That ain't hay, even for a horse. Say, Eddie, they credit you with saying rough riding never bothered you as long as you could do it. Do you ride rough, Eddie? No, Bill, and I'm glad you asked me that. I used to ride rough, but five years ago I changed. What do you mean by that? I mean that now I pride myself on riding clean. Oh, how'd you learn to ride, Eddie? By hard work. You should have seen my first race. I lost my hat, my shirt tails came out, and I was a mess. <laughs> but I did finish third. Eddie, is it hard? was it hard for you to learn? No, Bill, and I can still hear my first instructions. Well, what were those first instructions to you, Eddie? They used to tell me you got to learn to take care of yourself during a race. If some other jockey gets rough, push him off you, kick him. <laughs> but today, thanks to the Jockey's Guild, that rough stuff is disappearing. Eddie, tell me this. What instructions did you get for close finishes? They told me, don't get beat no noses. <laughs> but every jockey loses races by nose. In fact, I lost this year's Kentucky Derby that way. But I couldn't help it. No, you couldn't help it, Eddie. You know, you've done mighty well as a jockey. Maybe. But I know another jockey who did much better. He used to be a gentleman jockey in England. Before a girl got him to give up riding and become an actor, his name is Ray Milan. And who was the girl who persuaded Ray Milan to give up being a jockey? She's done right well in the movies, too. Her name is Merle Oberon. She sure has. Well, thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Eddie R. Carroll. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the 3-0 mark for tonight. We'll be back next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when our guest will be the former National Open golf champion, Craig Wood. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we bring as our special guest one of America's most famous golf champions, Craig Wood. See you then. Until then... I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate-shaped man, had lots to say. He told his tale of sports heroes, the inside don't be real. He knows to listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Mrs. America, there's still a critical shortage of fats, and fats make soap. So save and sell every ounce of used kitchen fat you can. And remember, your butcher pays you more now than ever before. So don't waste waste fat. Fill it in and turn it in.
The Bill Stern Show tonight came from New York City. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.